Hey, everybody. <laughs> Hi, guys. Well, from beautiful and warm Salt Lake City, Utah. It's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast. I'm Frank. And I'm Dan. Coming up on today's episode, Dan's going to vent. I am going to vent. For a while. I got I to get it out. <laughs> I got to get it out of my system. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's... Uh, well, well, is that enough? Do we need to say any more about it? It's a good teaser. Uh, I think so. It, I well, I mean, you know, our, something in the our, description show, about it. our show is about like religion related <laughs> things. I think our so listeners Dan's might, gonna might have a guess or two about some religion. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. that's cool. Something like that. Oh, well, Dan, it's been quite the day. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. You've had you've, a day. I've had a day. We've, so. we've boy, I've had a week. I mean, well, yeah, yeah, I mean, we, we've, we've all uh, had a summer bunch. Of, yeah, well, okay, fine. I've had a year. I'm like, <laughs> I've had a decade. <laughs> oh, you win. You mm. have had a decade. I did have a decade. <laughs> all right, what's going on? Okay, so you've heard all this flap about. I wanted to talk about Chick Fil A. Yeah, who uh, they the, with their delicious sandwiches. I love Chick Fil A. <laughs> I no, really do. Don't. No, I totally do. No, I love Chick Fil A no, sandwiches. Dan, Dan. but I it's haven't a, gone. It's there. a little tiny patty of chicken. It's thick with thick okay. And juicy. So there's a big thing of chicken in there with just like a pickle, yeah, a yeah, slice of pickle. Yeah, I always ask. I always, I, I used to ask for the lettuce and tomato added on. Wow. So. Yeah, yeah, but that's what, that's their default. That's what it starts at. Oh, uh, yeah, but it's just they make their chicken so good. Mm. Okay. Anyway. Well, anyway. Not like Anyways, I, I'm saying I know where I know where this is going, but I already didn't like them. So okay. just, well, I, was, I love them. I got there first. I have to <laughs> I have to not eat them because I love them, but I'm you know, participating in the boycott. Although I'm questioning that, and we'll get into that in a second. Oh, okay. But here's the deal. Uh so so the lead into this, the one of the things that I wanted to talk about, because everybody's been talking about how their president came out and said the whole guilty is charged on the anti-gay marriage thing right right, right. and uh, he they, he got a lot of flack well anyone who's paying attention has known for a long time that chick-fil-a like i haven't i've i've been sort of consciously not eating there because they support a boycott of one yeah well no a boycott of a many boycott? yeah there was a boycott oh, I, I remember hearing something about them because I? they because they were giving money to the national organization on marriage or whatever yeah. and they were giving all of this stuff uh, they were giving significant amounts of money uh, to prevent the gays from getting marriage. And I didn't like that. Right. But, and my personal feeling is, you know, but, and, and this is, this is part of where I was going with this. My personal feeling is that it doesn't, I, I, people can disagree with me. You know what I mean? Like you can not, you can be pro or anti, you can be anti-gay marriage and that's okay. I won't boycott your business, but when you make your business donate money, when the business itself is giving thing is giving money to all of these causes, you're politicizing your business, and I don't okay. I don't feel that that's, that's appropriate. Draw. So so you know I, I but that's not how the folks at uh, the Jim Henson Company feel. Okay, right. Uh, they had a deal going with Chick Fil A where they had uh, finger puppets. Sure, little okay. Muppet finger finger Muppets. Yeah. I should call them. I suppose. Fmuppets. <laughs> they were Fmuppets. <laughs> anyway. So uh, they had all these things. And then, uh, you know, 
all the flap about the gay marriage came out, and the Henson, Henson company said, uh, we're pulling them. You can't yeah. have them anymore. Okay. Yeah. At and, which and... point, Chick-fil-A came out with, and lots of people took pictures of little signs in Chick-fil-A stores that said, there's been a safety recall, <gasps> and some kids are getting their, f- no one's been injured. But some kids have been getting their fingers stuck, so we're recalling all of the all of the Muppet things, <laughs> and we, we won't have toys for they're a little like while. Chinese finger traps is what they were trying <laughs> right. to right, right, trying to like insinuate. Yeah. Or, or, and or, not only did the, did I see this, so so that's just a thing. They've been claiming that it's just a safety recall when actually what's when and what's funny about that is that is that the Henson Company made their letter to Chick Fil A public. So it's very it's out there. You can read the letter. You can find it on whatever your favorite news aggregator right. is. And then so then people start calling out Chick Fil A, right? Like so Same. I so I saw a screen it. Yeah. Right. So I saw a screenshot of a Facebook page where somebody had gone to Facebook and written a note to Chick Fil A that said, "Hey, just admit that that." Henson pulled their things, mm-hmm. and then a ways down in the comments, some girl is like, "No, the recalls happened before all this. I saw it three weeks ago." And this was like like a week after the re- the supposed you know right. the letter okay. and everything. And then someone else did just a little bit of recon and fa- and caught that particular poster as being someone whose account had been created like. Like days before, oh no! And they even found the stock photo that they used as the photo for the thing. It was totally a Chick Fil A shill. No, going on Ew, and trying to pretend Chick Fil A. Yeah, people. Ew, this is this is how slice of pickle. This is how corporate America works out there. They're but what, what's significant about this to me is this is a big old Christian company, right? They don't do anything bad like lie about their. Their procedures and policies—they <laughs> would never lie or 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 tar- start an, no, it's a, a corporation. What do you think? A deliberate doing? campaign of misleading people. Right. I just thought that was interesting. Oh, yeah. But I also wanted to talk about the fact that the Boston mayor. Did you see this? The the Boston mayor. Yeah, I saw that. Wrote a, yeah. a letter. Yeah. It was like it was hard to avoid on Facebook. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Get the fuck out! You guys don't get to make a restaurant in my town. We like the queers. And I just thought to myself, well, that's fucking bullshit. <laughs> Fuck you, Boston mayor. You don't have a right to say who can and can't do business in your in your stupid <laughs> town. Any more than some small town has the right to say, no, your your company's owned by a lesbian. You can't have a, a restaurant here. <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> this is America. We can't you can't we can't just make decisions like like we can't let our politicians decide which businesses can and can't do business based on a little like political disagreement can we weigh in any time here frank i don't know yes i think they can really i think they should i think people should stand up for what they believe is right i think people should not governments though why not government that's vote with your wallet time that's don't go to that you know put them out of business why not government really why not? Because, like I said, what about what about a small town that says, no, we're not going to allow some queer-owned business in our town? Or a big town. What if a big town said that? Raleigh, North Carolina or something. Uh, well, 
You can't have one without the other. Well, did yeah, I don't know. I um Yeah, I don't know, Dan. Um I believe in consumers boycotting. I believe in that. Sure. But I, I I just can't I just can't get behind a mayor saying, No, you we don't want you here. I also believe though that there that there is a right and that there is a wrong yes. on a lot of these on on in and 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 you know I, I I just I think if if somebody wants to stand up and use their political platform and say this is what I believe, the people of that city are going to either stand behind them or not stand behind them the next time they go to elect or go go to vote. I okay, you know? I agree and with so, that. And so, like, I don't. Say, know, I'm not saying he doesn't have the right to do what he did. I well, I don't know what I think about the right because, like, again, the government is you know. It's the people, ultimately. Yeah. Is, is I mean, and yeah, of course, we have, you know, professional politicians and da-da-da-da-da. But ideally, the, the, it's, 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 it's just the people. When and, was and the last so, time our political system worked ideally? Well, <laughs> I mean, but, but you know, you, you have to, like, hope for it, too. You yeah. have to, you know, yep. when, you're, when you're setting up these kind of rules for yourself and I, things that you're willing to accept and not accept. Yeah. Then you know, hopefully, you put yourself into an ideal place. But here's a question: Well, you know, I mean, we haven't, you know, I, I don't even remember what your opinion about Rocky Anderson was. But there was a, a liberal mayor of Salt Lake City who, you know, he boy, he let his politics and his personal opinions and everything just fly. Mm. Yeah, you know, no, and, but see, and, I have no problem with a mayor saying. You know what? I know our community and our community stands for this and and we don't like what you're doing. Yeah, Rocky I, Anderson went out and led the protest against Bush visiting the city. And I I'm fine with that. <laughs> but it did seem like the Boston mayor was trying to say this is now policy. It felt very policy-esque. We're not having you here as well, opposed as I opposed mean, to I object to you being here. My city doesn't like doesn't go in for that kind of nonsense. That's I, different, you know. Like I, re- I read it the one time through, and I, I, I didn't. I felt that it was more a statement of "you're not welcome oh, here." Okay. Well, where, where, yeah. please go someplace else. We don't want you here. Mm. Okay. This is we're we're proud of being in the first state. Well, it's, yeah, that, that recognized you know same sex. Well, I'm. I guess you know, I, 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 I read it a week and ago. So and so, like I, I mean, I read it and I was like, wow, you know, he's really standing up for a set of values that that he feels his his community is is all about. Yeah. And I and I think that 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 there, this is a problem. I think with with a lot of the liberal side of of everything is that we 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 don't want is, is that we're almost afraid of values. We're afraid of it as an idea. We're afraid of it as, like, like you know, people standing up for things that they truly just believe in and, yeah. and value. You know, I guess I, I guess where I draw the line is that I mean, this to me, if if it's a man giving his opinion, that's one thing. If he's writing a letter on the mayoral letterhead, it feels like it's a politic, it, it's policy. It feels to me like that's official. And that's a different thing. But I don't think that mayors have that authority. Yeah, I except mean, mayor, that mayors don't have that authority. Well, they, yeah, they, they they don't. They can't say 
you officially they're they're not the king of he's not the king of Boston. Mm. You know? He is the king of Boston. <laughs> He, I mean, he can't. <laughs> like, what is he going to do? I don't know. I you know. I like, don't know. I, it just it just feels weird to me. To me, it's 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 the same argument, only in reverse of uh, of of like putting well, this is weird of putting the uh, like a a ten commandments up on the wall of a of a city building. Hmm. It's it's either we allow everybody to do everything, or we don't allow anybody to do it at all. What I'm saying so what I'm saying is if we want our people to be able to operate their businesses with impunity then we need to be able to open up space for everybody's businesses to operate and let the market I mean this is a marketplace this is this is America we're capitalists we'll let we'll let people you know vote whether or not they want the Chick-fil-A in, with their wallets Yeah I don't know that, I mean that's that I guess that's one one possible solution. <laughs> sure. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, there um, you go. Okay. Well, following along with the whole gay marriage thing, mm. um, I have uh, a story about a um, um, an Air Force chaplain yeah. um, who had been a member of the Southern Baptist Convention, um, but left after he started getting some questions from them and whatnot. About his um, public um, uh, appearance or attendance, I guess. I guess it wasn't an appearance. It was a public. He publicly attended um, a same-sex civil union ceremony oh. at his base in New Jersey. Wow! And um, so, anyways, so he's leaving. That's amazing. He he's saying, you know what? Um, this is. Uh, this is not. <laughs> this is not what I'm all about. What's this and guy's so name? He's um, Colonel Timothy Wagner, oh. and he's remaining on active duty. And he's now affiliating with the Cooperative Baptist Fellowship, which is still Baptist but holds more moderate views on homosexuality and other issues that huh. kind of you know sep- you know yeah. separate them from the Southern Baptists. And so, um, so he's coming out of two cultures, military and Southern Baptist, that are both s- traditionally strongly anti-homosexual. Mm-hmm. And he's just he's bucking that whole system. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's amazing. Yeah. Um, Go, Colonel. Yeah. Well, you know, it's an interesting thing because if if gays and lesbians are allowed to are now allowed to openly serve mm-hmm. in the military. Um, obviously this is going to become a major issue within the chaplaincy. I hadn't even thought of that because, um, it's huge because there's going to be some who do belong to and adhere to the more conservative, uh, religious traditions and, uh, and will oppose. Right. But except the chaplains are main are meant to serve their entire they are their entire exactly. platoon or whatever, and so if, the, if, so, if yeah. you have a Southern Baptist chaplain who adheres to it and is following it, mm-hmm. then what is what does his relationship end up being right with uh, with his uh, servicemen? And yeah, women? it occurs to me that this guy is choosing his uh, his servicemen and women over his affiliate his religious affiliation, his yeah. official religious Absolutely. affiliation. I think that's amazing. Um, and he's quoted as saying. Um, I find it little. I find it very. Wait, 
I find very little that is more important and nothing that is more exhilarating than providing for the religious freedoms and spiritual care of all service members and their families Mm. and will joyfully continue to do so. Well, good on (laughs) you. Now if we can just, yeah. Who ministers to the atheists in the foxholes? That's what I want to know. Wasn't there an atheist chaplain? Didn't we talk about that? Like, Oh, probably. Like, Really early on in the podcast. You know what? There, I, I know that there was like that atheist group of military folks. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I seem to remember there being a story not too long ago about an atheist chaplain and what that would look like and sure. what, that, what that would mean. And, and well, everything. I just want to shout out to any listeners who might be uh, military. Yeah. Any, any of our listeners. Give us a – drop us a line. If you're military, if you're active military – and you're an, an atheist, and you listen to our podcast. We'd sure love to hear from you. Yeah, we'd love to hear what the what what the experience is. Yeah, tell us your story. I would love to. Or, or even if you were active military, and you know, if you've been discharged since, that's cool. I just I'd love to hear your story about what it's like to be atheist in the military. That's mm-hmm. fascinating stuff. Yeah. So well, that's great. I yeah. like I like this chaplain you found. Yeah, he's a good one. He's a I, keeper. I I approve. Even I mean. Even though we're not taking him to task for simply being Christian. Oh, I know. <laughs> Shame on you, chaplain. <laughs> for you, Christian, you. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho. Uh-oh. Oh, hey, you want to... Speaking of good... Of Christians. Sorry, what? I almost said good Christians. But I'm not going to talk about a good Christian. I'm no. going to talk a sh- about a shitty Christian. Uh, what? Yeah. There are those. So, I think all Christians are shitty. <laughs> No, you don't. I said it. <laughs> You're sticking to it. Yeah, I'm owning that one. <laughs> All right, fine. I don't care. Anyway, um, so a Monsignor was uh, in Philadelphia, was recently, was just this last week, uh, sentenced to at least three years in prison. And mm. it wasn't for, it was for a... Child, it was for child endangerment, but not because he molested anybody. He actually just put priests that he knew was were molesting kids mm-hmm. in other in oh, other dioceses that would right. where they would where they were allowed to still interact mm-hmm. with kids. To my knowledge, there's there has not been many instances of guys like this going to jail. Right. So yeah. I thought I should bring it up because it's significant to me. That Monsignor Lynn, William J. Lynn, of the first Roman, he he is the first Roman Catholic official in the United States to be convicted of covering up sexual abuses by priests under his supervision. Wow, good. Yeah, there well, need to be more of these. He's he's the he's the uh, he's the. Uh, I'm trying to think of the 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 Penn State football coach. Oh, it starts with an S. No, that's Sandusky. He's the guy that actually. Oh, Paterno. Paterno. He's yeah. the he's the Paterno of 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 the Philadelphia Catholic Diocese. Mm, yes, he is. And fuck him for doing it. Tear down his statue. And and the judge was awesome in this case. Like they because some of the priests that were actually uh, arrested and and uh and jailed for the molestation mm-hmm. got similar sentences. To this guy, oh, really? which kind of sucks that they didn't get more. Well, they should get the the perp the perps should get more, but uh, but yeah, well, the, but, I mean, but he here's, should get more. Here's the to be thing: honest. he uh, he 
his lawyer tried to make the case that he shouldn't be getting more a greater sentence than the than the guys who actually did the thing and the judge just came down hard it was not sympathetic to that argument at all yeah, and just said you're the culture that allowed for it and and he's and, then, and she said but, you know what you knew better yeah you're a, you know you're a moral leader in this in this community theoretically you knew better and you put you willingly put children in danger yeah yeah, she's right not to be sympathetic at all. Yeah, yeah. Screw yeah. you, Monsignor Lynn. Well, that'll <laughs> probably happen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, that was a... Mm. You made a dirty joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Tell me, uh, tell me another story. Oh, uh, well, guess what? Very few... Um, um americans uh feel that uh mitt romney's faith resembles their own well it, now, it doesn't remember would... resemble mine um well it seems like it should resemble all of it since it's because it's, it's, it's all hogwash, exactly the same yeah with minor <laughs> tiny little differences i mean honestly the abrahamic <laughs> religions of judaism uh christianity and islam are exactly the same with these tiny little inconsequential differences theologically speaking uh, practice though well uh, practice well i'm sorry i'm <laughs> I, I think if your religion requires you to only wipe your butt three times <laughs> Um, that's, that is, a, seems you are, to be you are distinct, never going to get over that. That, 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 that makes you different than Christians. <laughs> yeah. Well, that makes you different than Jews. And you've been through the Mormon temple. So you've seen some things that make you different than a lot of other Christians. Oh no, that's well. true. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Mormons are very different in, in, in practice. Some in, of the stuff that made them very different, they don't do anymore. Well, that's true. They used to do the blood atonement thing. Well, there was that. That that ended like a year before I first went to the temple. And so then, let me the just explain that do, what that is, though. Okay. I mean, that the, for all of you who don't know, when you used to go through the temple back in the day, you used to have to do you you drag your thumb across your throat, mm-hmm. and you drag your thumb across your your abdomen, and mm-hmm. you'd promise to kill yourself before you'd ever re- reveal any temple, any any of the the mysteries of the temple. It's well, and it's important though to remember that that what happens in the temple, though Dan, is not secret. It's, it's sacred, sacred. Yeah. but it's also secret. But it's also secret. Yeah, <laughs> so that's important. There is definitely a little asterisk there that says, "Oh no, but you also can't tell." Yeah, don't ever tell anybody any of it. I mean, the definition, right, of a secret <laughs> is basically what they're setting up there. Right, but it's not a secret. It's, it's sacred. sacred. That's why we don't tell because it's a secret. I mean, it's sacred. Yeah, exactly. but we don't tell. Yeah, ever. <laughs> it's Anyhow, um, and then of course now they don't um, do. Well, they still do washing and anointings, but they, they, the, the person isn't um, um, nude. Right. Yeah. They used to do this whole thing. You strip down, and some some dude and or lady, depending on your gender, someone of the Not and or. Right. I'm just, well, not and. Dude or lady. Dude or lady, depending on whether you're a dude or a lady. Right. Someone who is the same gender as you would. Usually uh, over 80. Yes. Would dab you in some awfully uncomfortable places. Yeah. Now, a, now you weren't sitting there just buck naked. Just right. To, we probably just painted a picture there. Um, <laughs> you did have this sort of, they called it a shield. But and it's it, really it, a poncho. It, it was a poncho of sorts. <laughs> 
It was just a big circle with a hole cut in the middle. For your sheet. head. Yeah. For your head. And uh, you'd put your head through the middle of the hole <laughs> or through the middle of the thing, through the hole. And you would, um, yeah. And so then, you were, you, it was modest. But they would lift it and like, and you, you were naked underneath oh, it. Oh, you were completely naked. And then they would lift it and, uh, and the first time you wash you, you, quote unquote, when, wash you. And this you. is when you got your garment. Right. Too. Yeah. And, the, the, and so the first time you, you put the garment on, they actually sort of, well, they did. They kind of helped you. They dressed mm. you. Yeah. Really weird. Really yeah. awful. I hated it. Um, creepy. Definitely creepy. They don't do that anymore. <laughs> they don't do that. Um, so that's one way that Mormonism is not like other <laughs> right. faiths yes. in the it, United if, States. If people have found out so, about the uh, temple yeah. ceremonies, then yes, their religion, Th- their faith is not one way the same. that Romney's faith does not resemble their own. Right. Um, but kind of getting back to uh, the poll... Um, you know, Romney is, he's been, you know, of course he can't run from his Mormonism. No. You know, um, although he runs from anything, but things he, that he's tied the, to the thing that he does though with Mormonism is that he never, he talks about his experience in the church. He doesn't, he never talks about his specific faith. I don't know if you've noticed that he doesn't really talk about what he believes. Well, he couldn't, but nonetheless, this is the way that he approaches it is he talks about his experience you know, and it's notable, right? right? Because, w- because that's the kind of thing that the the, the, the people are, are are really kind of any time they get a glimpse of him saying anything religious, right? It, it, they're they're looking for the differences, yes. right? Yeah, in the media, I, and so he's, instead he only he, he's only given one or two moments like that, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and so, but he just talks about his experience in the church, anyway. Anyways, um, he, um, where was the thing that I, um, where was the thing? <laughs> you really need to highlight these Well, that's, that's the problem with the iPad, um, <laughs> is that this one thing where I like to get a lot of these, these stories, it doesn't have highlights. Oh, um, th- this is interesting. Nearly three in 10 of okay so 29% of voters were unaware of or incorrect about the religious backgrounds of both candidates in this study. <laughs> well yeah um we got a muslim and a mormon 6 in 10 uh non-mormons see it as very different from their own faith and about half say they consider it to be a, con- a christian religion only about okay about, about half. half that's interesting um wow because he's gone on i mean the mormons have gone out of their way including mitt to be like christian 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 christian, christian. i'm sure these people have heard that yeah. they just don't buy they, it they just don't buy it interesting right. um i mean these are people who also believe that obama is muslim right right i mean right. it's the same yeah, group yeah, yeah. of people what's amazing to me is that yeah you will never hear the words joseph smith come out of Mitt Romney's mouth. Oh, no. But you will hear the words Jesus Christ come out every other sentence. Right. Um, but anyways, among um, other Christians, black Protestants mm-hmm. uh, at 66% and white evangelicals at 63% um, are most apt to say they consider the faith sharply different from their own. Mm. Yeah. Um, while white evangelicals, 42%, were most likely to say the Mormon faith is not a Christian one. Um, that's interesting. Yeah. There, there were some, definitely some very, very, 
I saw a black a black woman in a in a Mormon church just today. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm. The times was... they are a changing. <laughs> Um, well, the, well, only one. <laughs> the times have stayed the same. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, cool. Yeah. There you go. Well, yes. I, you know, speaking of Mormons and politics, you know that that Mittens is often uh, running around. He's gallivanting all over the world right now, and uh, he's. I think he's in Israel right now, right? I believe so. Anywho, uh, this prompted an interesting article. I thought in the L.A. Times. Uh, an op-ed piece about another Mormon and Israel. So I read it with a little bit of interest. Interestingly, um, this guy was a also a politician. He was his name was Elbert Thomas, and uh, he was a a U.S. senator back in the what in the forties. Uh, okay, and he was instrumental. He was, so he was a U.S. senator from Utah, but guess what? Democrat, because that's what it used to be. What? Yeah. The, the Mormons used to be widely Democratic. What? Uh, well, because they – I mean, think about it. These They, they invented the concept of uh, non-traditional marriage in this country. They These people were mm. outsiders. They wanted progress to include them. As soon as it did include them, as soon as they were included in the mainstream – Let's go conservative. Back it up. Let's be. Let's keep things as they are. No more. We don't want to let anybody else into the group. Now that we're in the group, don't don't want any gays or black folks in the group. Anyway, but back in, <laughs> but back in the forties, this guy, he was a uh, he was a, a Democrat, and even though he was a loyal Democrat and a, and a New Deal guy, hmm. he was fighting uh, Roosevelt because he. Roosevelt's position during World War II was that the only way to help the Jews in Europe was to win the war. And this guy was strongly pro-Jew and felt that like there was a lot more that we could be doing to save Jews during the war while we were in the process of winning it. And he fought really hard for the Jews. Was he, you know, sort of embarrassingly pro-Jew like modern mormons are embarrassingly <laughs> no no he wasn't like, this that weird strange affinity that mormons think they have right but <laughs> well actually you know what Mo- modern evangelicals are the ones who are like hugely pro-israel right now hugely pro-israel as a matter of fact that they're when you see mittens pandering to the uh to the pro-israel uh lobbies they're not he's not just trying to get the Jewish vote. He is trying to get more Jews in places like Florida and, and Ohio to vote for him. But really what he's pandering to is the evangelicals. Because the evangelicals have these scriptural references about if you bless he who blesses the Holy Land, blesses I will bless him and blah 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 blah. Like seriously, they are huge into it. But they think it's for them. They are Zionists who believe that eventually Israel will be turned over to the Christians. Right. It which is a crazy town, but but yeah, no, that's I do I don't think that was what was driving uh Elbert mm. old Elbert when he mm. when he was when he was pro Jew. It wasn't to have a Chick fil A on every corner in <laughs> no. in Jerusalem. No. Although I think there should be. Yeah, hello. Hello. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I thought that that was cool. 
I thought, go, you know, he he was kind of instrumental in getting in getting Israel all set up for the Jews and just wow. get, getting all of that going. Huh? Yeah. Hmm. That was that was a that was some Mormon Mormonism yeah. in action. God, or a Mormon in action, I should say. <laughs> I'm not sure that that was necessarily the policy of the entire church at the time. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I've got I've got a little little something that yeah? kind of what do you got? Irritated me. Um, says Catholic priest suggests Satan made James Holmes a killer. <laughs> well, of course he did. And James Holmes, of course, is the Colorado shooter yeah. in the cinema. And uh, anyways, um, he uh, was he demon possessed? <laughs> he asks. Maybe it happens. Oh, yeah. Of course um, it does. He, uh, <laughs> you can do good business depossessing people of demons. He says, uh, demonic infestation is a rare, strange, and terrible psycho spiritual affliction. Oh, it's a psycho spiritual. Psycho spiritual. Oh. Yeah. yeah, that way we can add science to the religion and oh, make it sound yeah. more real. Yeah. In simple terms, a malevolent, separate intelligence infests the mind and spirit of a person. <laughs> the, pre- the priest conceded that. Trying to diagnose the possibility of demonic influence is extremely difficult. <laughs> yeah, kind of, because we can't even prove that there's such a thing. And apparently also, according to him, exorcists often feel like they are walking through, uh, th- walking blindfolded through a minefield setting quicksand. <laughs> they wrestle with a pool of oily octopuses. <laughs> Yeah. It does not say that. No, he keeps going. <laughs> yeah. Is there more? Well, we're just wrestling with it, oily octopuses. That, 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 that's it just... kind of climaxed there. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, something happened to the mild-mannered science geek. This is his words. Uh, he turned into a monster. Something twisted his mind and heart. And evil made an entry. Evil infested his life. God it took it. him over. You know and what? It, there is no more evil concept that has entered this world than the concept of evil. Yeah, because it means that we because people because suddenly we're not looking at the real root causes of things. Mm-mm. We're we're just dishing that away completely. Mm-hmm. We're not looking at mental illness. We're not looking mm-hmm. at societal problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're not looking at any of this because we can just say, "Oh, it's evil." And it's you know, it's uh, the devil self perpetuating as well. If you ignore all those things you just mentioned, then, then yeah. they, these kind of things continue. Right. But if you if you actually take a moment back and you say. Oh, we need to help this person, you know, or or, or society, or right. people, whatever, to be more psychologically fit, more, right. you know, or we, or at very least, we need to socialize. We need to study this and understand what's causing this, whatever right. it is. Get to the root, right, and start to work on it. Rather, this or, guy or would have you just believe that it's evil, and he, evil happens. So of course it's going to happen. He's again. protecting his job. Well, yeah, of course there's that too, but it, it just, it just keeps happening. Yeah. It yeah, just, exactly. It keeps happening. Exactly. Evil, it's going to get worse. It's going to get worse because we we're not addressing we the real problem. Right. We, we try to exercise it when yeah. we see it. Well, if that's the case, is this James Holmes culpable? Yeah. In his, in this guy's eyes? Like yeah. seriously, if you believe that it's a, that it's another intelligence that's layering itself on and screwing with somebody's mind. 
And your mind is just, you just have to go be, and exercise them and let that poor James Holmes out of prison. Yeah. Because it, he's a, he's a, he's a victim. Right. If you in are this so, scenario, if, if, in, according to this Catholic priest, except that he made the choice to go with the evil instead of with the good. Isn't that their argument? Well, they might eventually, I mean, that's where they'd probably but I go, like, but I'm sorry. <clears throat> that's not, the, the, they, they use that as an excuse. They right. don't use that as like part of the actual reasoning. Well, it's <laughs> all, it's all nonsense, but I mean, I like your idea. If they're so confident, why aren't we just exercising these guys and, and sending them Turn back them out onto the street? Yeah. If you're so confident that that's what that's it is. what you should be calling for. Then that's what you should be calling for. But yeah. I doubt we'll ever hear that call No. Made. No. I don't know. I have an alternate uh, possibility for why that sh- those shootings took place, by the way. Oh, And oh, this comes that? from Rick Warren. You know the mega church pastor, oh, Rick Warren. Yeah. He had a tweet. And you're, oh, my God. I was not prepared for this. This is a new one on me. Okay. Quote, when students are taught that they are no different from animals, they act like it. Wow. It's Darwinism that caused this shooting. Oh, because he was a science student. Yeah. (sighs) Isn't that amazing? Darwinism caused the shooting. Wow, that's a new... I was not ready for that action. Oh, my God. That's a clever one. I just can't even... I I can't imagine... Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, they're obviously trying to dismantle science in this country. Mm -hmm. But that was that one was new. I've got another one. Oh, yeah? This one's from Mike Huckabee. Oh! And he says, quote, We don't have a crime problem, or a gun problem, or even a violence problem. What we have is a sin problem. Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's the same. That's the same argument. But, my God. Yeah, that's true. If everyone would stop sinning, then there'd be no murder. Yeah. So the solution is just... Everybody stops saying, what, what, what well, is the he, proposed? He keeps going. Okay. He says, and since we've ordered God out of our schools and communities, the military and public oh, conversations, right. you know, we really shouldn't be so, we shouldn't, <laughs> we really shouldn't act so surprised when all hell breaks loose. Oh my God. Yeah. That's, uh, it's, Mike Huckabee. Thanks. <laughs> and of course he said that on his Fox News TV show. Yeah. Well, it, yeah, this is all. And ah, I just want to shoot everybody now. Oh, I just want to. I just want to go into it. Blame it on religion. Yeah, exactly. Blame it on stupid. <laughs> yeah. We, well, we don't have. We don't have a violence problem. We don't have a gun problem. We have a religion problem. Isn't that people. the truth? Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we know for a fact that religion has pointed more guns at more people. Oh, absolutely. Than yeah. anything else. Anyway. Well, all right, Twitter and Facebook at TGI Atheist. Yeah, or uh, you can write us an email at uh, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or leave us a voicemail at 424-666-TGIA. That's 424-666-8442. Come, we're going to play you a little thing. Uh, a, little, a little fun time. I downloaded an app on the uh, on the uh, iTunes app store because I, oh. was, I was curious about it. And uh, it was called creation minute oh and it was just a series of videos oh hey i think we should play one let's take a listen welcome to creation minute i'm eric hoven today let me give you the evolutionary formula to make a universe start with some nothing add to that some more nothing then let's add some time 
Let's add some more time. We've got it. It's a perfectly balanced universe. Look at that sun, moon, stars, planets. Everything's orbiting in perfect balance and order. You know, evolutionists theorize that this formula can enable everything to make itself, even people, with the exception of complicated man-made things like a microscope or a toothpick. But everything else about us in nature is the result of random chance and time. You don't even need raw materials. Those will make themselves. To learn more about creation, visit us. Compelling. He makes some very good arguments. <laughs> I really don't know how, how, how you could argue against that. <laughs> Without, I mean, unless you used actual science. Oh, I know, right? But without that, I, I don't know. It's important, though, that you start with nothing. <laughs> yeah, there was nothing. There was nothing. And then uh, and then there was something. And then there was a lot of time. <laughs> and here's the other thing that I love. I love that everybody lumps in Big Bang Theory, mm-hmm. like astrophysics, with evolutionists. Right. The evolutionists will have you believe. Well, no, that's two totally different science disciplines. (laughs) Most people who believe in one will probably believe in the other. Sure. Yeah. But those aren't the same thing. No. (laughs) It'd be an interesting little Venn diagram to uh, (laughs) to present to the world. Yeah, exactly. Hey, we did get some emails that I wanted to just uh, throw out to you. Yeah. uh, And and maybe we can uh, answer a couple questions. Oh, yeah, let's hear it. A good friend, Andrew. Uh, by good friend, I mean a friend of the show. I sh- we need to make sure that we make that differentiation so it doesn't sound like just our friends are always emailing us and stuff. In fact, our friends don't. No. <laughs> most Adam. Of, most of them doesn't. Adam don't. has participated. That's true. Most, He's mo- called and left messages. <laughs> otherwise, otherwise, our no. friends don't really care. They don't even listen to the they show. They don't. It's no, rude. that's not true. A couple of them do. I have, I have, I mean, I know a lot of people who oh, regularly nice. say things to me about it. That's nice. Yeah. I have a couple. I yeah. have a couple of listeners. Usually my, usually my friends are always like, hey, I'm not really caught up, but I'm going to listen to more of them soon. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, this is a guy uh, who's uh, from Australia. Oh, hey. He comes from the land down under. Oh, hey. There you go. <laughs> Where women something and men something. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. You're asking yeah, the wrong person. There's a song. Anyway, there is a song. Remember the '80s? Anyway, uh, he says uh, he's learned a lot about Mormonism from us, and he thanked oh, us for yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. He oh. had some questions though. He said, oh, "What do you okay. think, Mitt, quote, Mittens Romney?" Has, I like that he's using mittens now. Mm. Good job, Andrew. Mm-hmm. What do you think Mittens Romney's chances of, of being elected are? Would the Christian right really prefer a Mormon in the White House over Obama? In Australia, we currently have an unmarried atheist female prime minister, and while she doesn't always get it right, how how far away do you think you do you think the U.S. is from having the same leader? Hmm. Hmm. Far, far, really far, really. Um. Well, it's the atheist thing. The two un- thirds a- that poll. One of the, these. This was one of the things I didn't mention. That poll. Two thirds right. of. Americans or you know respondents or whatever in this poll um, say that they feel that re- strong religious conviction is important in a president. Yeah, two thirds. Yeah. So well, but not only that, we, we saw a poll. Uh, oh, probably a couple of years ago, that said that Americans are more likely to vote for an a Muslim than they are for an atheist. Yeah, that's a weird one. 
That one was tough because yeah. m- Americans hate their Muslims. <laughs> I gotta say, so yeah. that's a that's a tough one. I think we're pretty far off from that. Yeah. Even even an unmarried woman, I, I'd well, be I mean, I'd be all... shocked if an unmarried woman made it too far in right. in the American political. Well, there must system. be something wrong with her, right? Yeah, without a husband, she's not valid, right? Well, I think also, um, I mean, we haven't seen. Um, an unmarried man in a very long time. True. Marriage is I mean, apparently very well, important to Americans. Buchanan? <laughs> right? Maybe. Who was the last unmarried man? I don't know. I, I, I don't know my presidents that well. I'll be honest with you. Or rather, my, my president's wives, mm. or lack thereof. Well, I have my... Um, my first lady's flashcards. Right. And you uh, were the first person to teach me that the first lady didn't have to be a wife of the true. president. Yeah. Buchanan had his like um sister, yeah, I think, or, or a niece. niece. Something yeah, like that. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, and he had another question, which was why are they called Mormons? I've heard I've read a few different reasons, but thought you guys might be able to explain it better. Oh, Book of Mormon. It's really easy. Their big book. It's yeah. called the Book of Mormon, and somebody just started calling them Mormons, and yeah. uh, it was literally just as stupid as that. It stuck. Yeah. And for a long time... Oh, they didn't like it. Oh, they were trying to fight it. They didn't want... To, they wanted to be called the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Latter-day Saints. Just call us Latter-day Saints. Yeah. LDS. LDS. Call us LDS. We're sure, happy Sure, sure. Just don't call it... Mormons is kind of a nickname. We'd prefer that you didn't... Now, now they're their own ad campaign. Oh, my God. And I'm a Mormon. Yeah. yeah so they've embraced it uh, yeah well i sure wish they had embraced it when i was a kid i had so much identity crisis based <laughs> over that i'm like well no. people would be like oh so you're mormon i'd be like well we really don't like to be calm <laughs> and every single and it just oh. added to an it gave kids another reason to think i was a strange kid so <laughs> they yeah. Yeah. There you go. There so, you go. Yeah. We also got an, an email from a uh, from Sherry uh who is mm-hmm. from Kansas City, Missouri. Missouri? I know a lot. I've I've heard I have I I whenever I meet someone from that state, I always say, "Now, where are you from, Missouri or from Missouri?" cuz mm. different parts of the state pronounce it differently. Really? Yeah. I think Kansas City they pronounce it Missouri. I don't know. Cuz it's all urban. Bye. I don't know. I actually looked at UMKC as a possible grad school. Anyway, hmm. um, so she said some very nice things about the show. The word mm. adore came mm. up. Wow. I'm just okay. going to say that. Wow. So uh, good good going, Sherry. Thanks, way, Sherry. Way to yeah. like us. Yeah. Um, she grew up in a semi-religious home, uh, blah, blah, blah. It, okay. So the question has come up again. Um, she's concerned about telling her sister... Mm. About her being an atheist. Sure. But this is a little different. This wasn't just... Like, this was different than the sort of the Mormon questions right. that we were getting. Right. She, she was she was raised somewhat religious. Um, she's afraid to tell her family because she doesn't know what the reaction will be. She says her dad is pretty easygoing, but when he wants to, he can be a real hard ass. Okay. The person... She says, the person I'm most concerned about telling is my sister. She's 10 years older than I am, and in ways... More like a mother than rather than a sibling, right? Um, because her mom died when she was eight, right? So, um, she's way into the whole Christian thing mm-hmm. and uh, listens to the Bible study on the radio, watches Joel Osteen on TV. Oh, yeah, yeah, 
with that big smile of his. Oh yeah, I, <laughs> I, I saw um, greeting cards, Joel Alstein greeting cards <laughs> yeah. uh, at the at the store the other day, yeah. written by him. Mm. Yeah, yeah, amazing. That's really lovely. Huh? That's beautiful. Yeah. So she still lives at home, and she's not in a place financially where she can support herself yet. So she's she's asking, should she wait? Until she's on her own to say anything, or should she go ahead and tell them now? And I got to say, I don't think we can answer that. Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, because we don't know her. We don't know we, her we family. Don't know her, yeah. And the truth of the matter is, I cannot. I think it's a baby steps thing, though. Mm. Like, if, if you're really feeling apprehensive about it, do I, I think <clears throat> I gave this advice at one point. You know, do what a lot of gay people do at first, and they say they're bisexual. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so just so you're a Unitarian. Something. Start going to Unitarian church. <laughs> they won't like it, That's but at least useful. you're going to church. That's not useful. Um, <laughs> no, but I, I think that, you know, you... It's it's picking fights. It's baby steps. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, you, 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 you... Not picking fights. Choosing fights. Right. Pick your battles. Uh, pick your battles. Thank you. I'm a little sleepy. <laughs> um, You've had a long day. I had a really long day. But here's the thing. We, I, the one thing I won't say is that you're safe. I won't, I won't say that if you tell them, it will be okay. Mm-hmm. Because it may not be. You could – you you genuinely do well, – when how, you say Did this, she say how, how old she is? She's 22. 22. She still lives at home. Her sister's 32, I guess. I, mean, I, I think the thing I, is, I think it's, I think it's the time to get the ball rolling. I think so. I mean, I think it's for your own if, if health, she, for your own deal. mental health. If she was sixteen, I would be, I would feel the need to kind of protect her a little bit. Mm-hmm. But the fact of the matter is, she's an adult. She's twenty-two. Um, you know, I mean, that that's that's a good age. That yeah. if if things start getting difficult, yeah, okay, it might be a huge inconvenience. But I think, I think that. Again, we've been making the case that people, the atheists need to come out. Right. Right. The atheists need to. And the home can be a really difficult place for it, that. It's the scariest place. It is. Um, but, you know. But it's you've, hard. It's you've, a- you've, you've, you know, that was about the, that was about the age that I was when I told my parents I was gay mm-hmm. and that I was atheist. Right. Of course, I wasn't living at home, but I was a college. So I was off at college. Right. And so I'm, I'm very much still getting, you know, their little check every month. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I was, I was very much a dependent. Yeah. And so, you know. It's scary. It is scary. I but feel I, that. I think that, again, maybe the uh, thing that I would want to know is who does know? Mm. Who, 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 have, who have you come out to? At this point, Sherry, about your atheism. Right. Because if 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 you're thinking, I'm going to just start with my family, then that might not be the, the best thing. Sure, yeah. Start with start with people who are safe. Pick some people who are safe. Get some people on your team. Yeah. Who, feel that you like, can, feel that like you can, have the support structure. Right. And then start to, to, to whittle away at the people who, might, who you think aren't going... People that you believe that should know. Yes. But... That aren't um, that, that that you think might not respond very well. No, mind you, it's, your beliefs you, are your own. You're you're under no obligation to share them with anybody. 
we think the reason we advocate people coming out of the closet as atheists is just so that atheism isn't such a big taboo in our society. It's to help atheism as a as a concept, as a cause. It it's not but I mean if it's going to put you in personal jeopardy, I don't recommend it necessarily. I recommend you really looking at your options and deciding for yourself because this is your thing. Your beliefs are yours. They belong to you and nobody else except us. <laughs> just yeah. kidding. I I I I do though. I I I'm going to just keep on 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 the line of it's you know it it, it you, you do the small thing first mm. and that might be a friend that might be um a cousin it might be it mm. might be somebody who's not sort of in that immediate household right who you trust sure um because that's the thing like you you take a couple steps away from like immediate family you take one step away from like your immediate family and go to like an aunt or an uncle who again you you trust um they have very different reactions to a lot of this kind of stuff yeah and it's, it's not as scary mm-mm. for one and it's it's also um they they tend to they tend to still is it because here's the thing parents um have they always have that idea of you as a little kid in their head and they mm. can never get past it yeah and so you know i mean any sort of continued issues that i have with my parents they're the fact that you know they don't see a thirty-six-year-old, right? You know, and 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 they 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 think of me as that sixteen-year-old that they thought I was, right? When it, in fact it, I wasn't that kid, right? They um, they didn't know the you. They didn't know me, and they they've had a, a difficult time my entire life seeing me, right? Um, but that's my parents. My parents are. Are, are a little nuts well so. and everybody has has their own set of people so yeah and the, now mind you on the flip side of all of my dire warnings there can be really good things that happen when you come out mm-hmm. you know that there, yeah. there is the distinct possibility and this has happened to many of my friends where you know you come out as an atheist to your most conservative most religious most you know bible thumping family member and mm-hmm. suddenly they're they want to open up and they want to hear about your experience. I mean, it takes a minute. It takes some time for them to sort of get past the whole thing, like the shock of it. But once they do, it might deepen your your uh, relationship. Mm-hmm. There's a possibility that you could have a stronger, deeper, more honest, more open relationship with your sister based right. on this. Right. The truth is that when you don't come out, you're hiding a part of you. Yeah. And and that inherently means you can't be fully open with the yeah. people that you love. Yeah. And that's tough. Oh, my. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, that's a... Uh, I don't know if we gave any advice that just then. We gave a little bit of advice. I gave some advice. But uh, I don't know what you gave, but I gave some advice. <laughs> so, anyway. anyways, Dan, you have... Um, uh, it's not a church review. No. You were at church. I went to church. Oh, I, to- <laughs> I had uh, so much church. I, I, don't, I don't want to call it a funeral review. Well, okay. So I, I had to do... I went to a Mormon funeral this weekend. My, my wife's yeah. grandfather, unfortunately, and passed we've away. We've talked about these things before. Oh, my God. Let me tell you something. Mormon funerals are... <laughs> funerals... You don't, you don't need to work to make a funeral depressing. Right. You know, there it's already depressing. Right. You're there for a depressing reason. Mormons just can make it so 
interminably bad. Yeah. Now, I will say that one of the they reasons don't make it de- they don't make it depressing because they're no, they no, they're not making it depressing because they're harping on like the negative. Or no, the, this dude's dead. This dude's dead. No, right? Like I almost wish they would. They're depressing like, because they're trying so hard not to not to 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 to, to make it be something that's happy and it's and beautiful good, and, you know, and and nobody's really allowed to cry. Yeah, you don't need to grieve. Yeah, it's just we're so fortunate because he's we're he, gonna see him again and, and in the next life. Selfish for like tears. And right, sadness. right, right. They they allow tears. You know what? A guy at this funeral just yesterday. A guy at Grandpa's funeral mm-hmm. actually said, actually gave a scriptural reason why it's okay to cry. Wow. Which is interesting. Mostly notable in the fact that he felt it necessary. <laughs> like, <laughs> please, Mormons, please, <laughs> please cry. I want everybody to wail. I, yeah. I would love it to be in a society where people wail, where it's a wailing type society. That's mm-hmm. just That's just more fun. Oh, Hooting I've, and I've been around that kind of stuff. Gnashing of teeth and tearing of hair. I've seen it. I did a, um, I went to a funeral in Sardinia. Oh, yeah. Oh. I'll bet there was some Keenan there. First of all, it was like, you know, we all get in cars mm-hmm. and drive along. No, this was, this was walking. A procession. This was proper procession. Yeah. It was, and it was, it was long and it was. Ugh, Moby. <laughs> That's a good word for it. Oh my goodness. Well, yeah, so I go to ground so they have so here's how much preaching I got from just the funeral. There's a little family thing, so it's theoretically just the family, mm-hmm. and they get together and somebody gives a little thing about how we know that grandpa's gonna be with us in the next life, and then they say a prayer. And it, and the prayer is another little preachy thing. The prayer itself oh, yeah. has all the the preachiness. And then you get into the actual service. And and you know what? Here's the thing. I was armed and prepared for just everybody at the end of their little talk to say, you know, and I know that I'm going to see him again. And I know. Oh, and by the way, Mormons know things. They, yeah, don't, they don't believe anything. <laughs> It's not about belief at all. It's about I know that the church is true, and I'm so I know grateful Joseph for Smith was a prophet. And I'm so grateful for the for the the atonement because now I know that I can be with him again in the next life and blah blah blah. But and I was prepared for that from everybody, right? But the amount that it happened was just overwhelming, right? Overwhelming. How much it was just like. One guy even went so far as to charge the everybody in the in the audience that they had to live good lives so that they could be with him again. And oh dear God! It was it was so so painful. It was it was just it, well. I mean, if nothing else, I just was not included in that ceremony. There was well, just no. nothing for us in that ceremony. Right. And then today, Andrea, my wife's cousin came home from her mormon mission at which point they have a little service that at- sounded like your cousin is it, or <clears throat> andrea's cousin is andrea well you said that andrea is your wife andrea is my wife yeah her, her cousin, cousin came, came home, home from, from her mission. mormon mission yeah, right yeah and uh and so what they do is they have a little 
They have a ceremony. Not as, no, you know what? They don't have a farewell or a, or a homecoming uh, sacrament meeting anymore. They don't do that, I know. But they do it. They just don't call it that. They don't allow right. it to be that. Because what used to happen is that when they came home, all of their friends and family and neighbors and everybody showed up to their ward that 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 Sunday. And that this person would give a long talk and other people, friends of theirs would give a talk and it would be all about that person. Yeah. Well, this was m- much worse than that. This is – they just had youth speakers, which means that like teenagers from the ward got, oh, got up. There were four oh. teenagers giving little – five-minute nonsense talks that meant nothing about girls' camp and going water skiing. The boys went water skiing. The girls went to girls' camp, and that's all that they really talked about. Well, those girls got screwed. Right? <laughs> they so did. They got the <laughs> And you know what? And you know what the other thing is? I forget this, but, you know, so, so, you know, I watch all these videos about Bible camp and I watch all the scariness about, you know, people sending their kids to be like crazy indoctrinated, indoctrinated, Mm -hmm. can't even speak. I'm like choking here. But and I never thought Mormons did it because I didn't get sent to Mormon camp. I got sent Mm -hmm. to Boy Scout camp. Right. That's what I went to. Right. These girls go to Bible camp. Yeah. It's just Mormon Bible camp. Yeah, it's girls camp. Ugh. You didn't know about girls camp? I knew about it, but I forgot. Like, I didn't go to well, it. And so don't forget the total, total, total ad hoc um, thing. Unofficial. Not affiliated with the church. But um, especially for youth. Oh, yeah. EFY. EFY. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. I and just... that's, that's Bible campy. And these Although girls it's very different than Bible camp. These girls but... are getting up in, in, in church today, and they're talking about how... Everything they felt the spirit so strongly, and you know, every time we prayed over the food, I just felt the spirit so strongly. And <laughs> we were going for this walk in the woods, and I just felt, and we were doing all blah blah blah, and I just felt the spirit, and I just wanted to cry, and it was blah blah blah. And I'm like, yeah, you're a teenager. Everything's melodramatic when you're a teenager. Yeah, one well, of that's them. a good time to get them. Yeah, I could tell. One of them though. She was telling, she was cracking wise. She It wasn't an interesting talk, but you could tell she wanted it to be. And she was like trying to make jokes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Be willing to bet she's out of the church by the time she's 25. Well, she was just, because, and the, my reason for that is she wasn't following the script. Oh, a free thinker. She was a free thinker. Well, she'll get that. You know, she'll get married. We'll she'll see. go to BYU. She'll get married, and it'll just got be. A, I also got just a vague, pushed out of her. I got a vague lesbian vibe off of her. Oh, oh. I think she's gone. I think they're gonna lose that one. Yeah, combat boots. <laughs> no, but short hair. Oh, so that'll that'll short tell you. hair. That'll tell you right there. No, I'm just kidding about the short hair. But I did get. A, I did like the gaydar was going off a little bit on that one. Was she? Did she have like a husky voice? <laughs> No, but she had I don't know some about her. She the something was was kept taking her off script. Mm. Something was I don't know what that was. Anyway, okay, because Mormons have a very distinct script for how you're what you're supposed to say. And then uh, and then Andrea's cousin got up and she started talking about about faith. She made an interesting point. She because her they assign them a topic now. She didn't get to just talk about her her mission. She just got assigned a topic, and the well, topic yeah. was faith. Oh, hey. And one of the things that she said was, you know, without faith, in, then there's no, there's no point 
to the whole to the gospel. There's no point to church. There's no point to believing in anything if you don't have faith. And I thought, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Correct. We heard some truth about yeah. the LDS church today. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I, I agree with you. <laughs> I don't have faith in something. And and what's amazing is to watch all these people nod their heads to things like, faith is believing in something that you can't see, that you have no evidence of, but you know is, but you believe is true. And I was like... Yeah, that's why it's a problem. <laughs> that's that's an issue. But, yeah, because then you can believe anything. Yeah, sure. You can justify anything. You can do whatever you want. Do as soon as you stop having to have evidence and reasons for believing the things that you believe, you can do whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. I can justify anything. Go for it. Yeah. Do it, Dan. Yeah. Justify I'm gonna, something. I'm going to go, I don't know. Do a smooshed rat on the courthouse door or something, and <laughs> don't look that. Well, up. if you don't know what it is, don't look it up. Maybe, yeah. Um, you have a problem. With, it's a, wait, courthouse. It's a protest. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the courts have become so secular, <laughs> <laughs> and you want to show what. A mockery. What, what the courts are doing our, to this country. Our, our, our um, public indecency laws are. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. And the Lord told you to do it. Hey, that's all you need. Yeah. You you had a dream and you, the Lord told you. Jesus told me to. That you needed to go, you know, do that disgusting thing. But you know what they'll tell me? It was really Satan telling me to do that. Satan got in me. I need I need an exorcism is what I need. Oh yeah. And waffles. I had waffles this morning. You did? I did. Did yeah. you have an exorcism? No. I think the exorcism I think every exorcism should come with waffles afterward. You should get waffles. If you have to go through an exorcism, you should get waffles. Well, but that <laughs> Okay, that's fine. But <laughs> I just said I had waffles. I know. I'm tr- I'm just, I was on a different thing. You were interrupting my bit with you saying that you had waffles. I had waffles. Well, I'm, I'm They glad. were delicious. Actually, the really delicious thing were the uh, the potatoes this morning. Oh, yeah? Oh, my God. What kind of potatoes? Oh, I don't know. Um, Brent made up these potatoes, and they were I had funeral potatoes yesterday. Oh, those are good. Yeah, that's the thing that people need to know about the Mormons. Here's, <laughs> And now for our small segment called What Mormons Eat When Someone Dies. <laughs> the answer is universally funeral potatoes Mm -hmm. this is a recipe it's delicious when done right and they're not exclusively exclusive to just funerals now what people people make funeral potatoes all the time i know but it is distinctly called funeral potatoes and you will see it at a funeral if you go to a Mormon funeral, there will be a, a meal afterwards, and the, it will include funeral you potatoes. You can be in an LDS ward social, and th- somebody will bring this dish, though, and they'll be like, oh, I just love funeral potatoes. Everybody it's, loves it. Right. But it's like yeah. their call, <laughs> the dish, <laughs> yeah. is called funeral potatoes. Correct. They're not exclusive to funerals, right. but they are always at funerals. Right. Exactly. Yes, yes, yes. yes. And just so you know, if you, if you look look the recipe up if you want to. Mm-hmm. Usually, what you'll get is some shredded potatoes, sort oh, of a, a hash brownie thing with cheese, mm-hmm. and then uh, often cornflakes up on top, so it gives a little crunchy yeah, crunch yeah, to it. I think cornflakes are required. They should be. Yeah. I've somebody had the gall, the unmitigated gall, 
to bring because mostly because there were like four casseroles mm. of funeral potatoes mm-hmm. and then one casserole of just regular au gratin scalloped potatoes. That's all they were. They were not funeral potatoes. No, they weren't. If and they I just felt like that was a, that was a travesty. Cornflakes, right? It's they're not funeral potatoes, and they need to be shredded potatoes too. I think. I think it's bad. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it has to be. I, although I will give it to them if they put the cornflakes on it. If they put the cornflakes on it, cornflakes. <laughs> but if the, what we what we know for sure is that without cornflakes, you have not made funeral potatoes. No, you've made some. You've abomination. made some cheesy monstrosity. Yeah, yeah. It might be delicious though. I'm sure they're fine, <laughs> but they're not funeral potatoes. Right. Anyway, and this concludes what Mormons eat when someone dies. Oh, and also Jello. Jell- there were, well, yeah. I hope people know that one. Everybody should know that Jello is the universal official food of Mormonism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, if anybody watches Big Love, okay, yeah. And there's this great scene where the there's this one of the one of the wives is like shredding carrots, shredding carrots, shredding carrots, shredding carrots, shredding carrots, <laughs> shredding carrots. And then she's like, "Where are the raisins, <laughs> right, for my carrot raisin salad?" Yeah, it is carrots and raisin with what? I, I mean, I don't know, but they have it at Chuckarama. Yeah, Chuckarama. Actually, the... it is a real thing. Yeah. Okay, if you think they were just like making weird polygamy food, no, no, this is that's this is, that's Mormon food. Let me tell you something. Mormon cuisine is oh, yeah. a, is a unique thing. My mom, <laughs> they do so much crazy shit with Jello. Sometimes, like. Like, huge missteps, obviously, are abound. But, like, my mom once made, and I shit you not, she thought this was acceptable. Maybe not after we ate it. But she got this recipe from somebody. It was green Mm jello with, like, tomato juice in it. Mmm. Yeah. That sounds delicious. Mm. So bad, <laughs> but you'll see green. You'll see green Jello with shredded carrots all the damn yeah, time. Yeah, happens. Yeah, a lot. Ridiculous. And the thing is, some of you are probably thinking, "Well, you know, <laughs> yeah, Jello happens, right?" Mm-hmm. You might, you might actually be thinking this that, like, "Well, I mean, that can't be that big." No, no. <laughs> they, oh no, it's everywhere. It <laughs> during the Olympics, the Salt Lake Olympics, they actually had Jello. Pins. Yeah, that was the pin to that get. That was the pen. The green you, jello. If pen. you got the green jello pin, you could trade that for ten other pins. <laughs> Probably more than that. You could like, get any any pin you wanted if you had the green jello pin. <laughs> we had it. My wife, my ex wife, and I oh, had no the green way. jello pin. I don't know what happened to it. Anyway, mm-hmm. there you go. That's me ranting, getting some blown off some steam about being preached at all fucking weekend. Uh, well, I don't right. believe your shit. So stop telling me that I do. Just because I'm there with you. Yeah. Well, Facebook and Twitter at TJ Atheist. Yeah. Join us up. We got like with, us, our Facebook us. community is growing by leaps and bounds. By by leaps of two and bounds of three. It happens. Yeah. But Day, almost daily now. Yeah. We're getting lots of people, yeah. and and uh, we encourage you to not only join up, but 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 write some stuff. You know, post yeah. some stuff if you see something interesting. Yeah, maybe it. we'll use it on the podcast. Yeah. It happens. It does. It happen. really does happen. Uh, and then you can email us, of course, as our other friends did, at podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or you can leave us a voicemail at 424-666-8442. That's TGIA. Yeah. Last, the 8442 is TGIA. <laughs> right. Anyways, I was getting ready to repeat it, and I was like, why? 
<laughs> All right. Um, our friend Andrew, by the way, our, our Aussie friend, said, mm-hmm. that, said that he would have left a voicemail if it weren't if it didn't mm. cost a lot from Australia. So those of you in the United States of America, just you know understand, do. it it doesn't cost you anything. Well, although frankly, Andrew, if you were really committed, you could be like our friend in Panama, who, yeah. who left us a couple voicemails. Oh, yeah. He calls. Yeah. Where's your commitment, Andrew? Oh, Andrew. <laughs> you need to be. I don't know. Anyway. Anyways. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Yeah. Have a good one. <laughs> <laughs>